and today for the first time a passenger plane will cross the Atlantic powered solely by sustainable aviation fuel, an alternative seen by the industry as a big tool in getting to the so-called net zero target. The Virgin Atlantic flight from Heathrow to New York is part funded by the UK government. Let's discuss this further. Joining me now is Christopher Sergener, who is the editor of Green Air News. Christopher, lovely to have you with us here on World Business Report. Um, it is significant. It's a significant moment. Uh, but just how sustainable is this? Well, it's sustainable in the sense of no flight is going to be using 100% for for many decades to come uh it's just not there in the quantities um just at the moment uh sustainable aviation fuel probably makes up about 0.1 percent of all jet fuel um to reach the net zero target that you mentioned um emissions from the sector are going to have to fall dramatically and a lot of this is going to have to be has to has to fall on sustainable aviation fuels Unfortunately, as I say, it's not there in the quantities required. So this this flight will send a signal, hopefully, to investors that this is an industry worth uh, supporting. It's going to require many trillions of dollars in support. Um, the UK government has sort of set up a target of five sustainable aviation fuel production facilities in the UK to be under construction by 2025. A, a big tall order but that's their their target um they're about to bring in a mandate uh in which uh all fuel supplied in at uk airports is going to have to form about 10 percent of the total so a big challenge ahead uh, christopher i just want to pick up on the point you you brought up concerning investment within the sector i mean we've seen how much the um, motor motor car industry has invested in ev and building up capacity how see do we have an idea of the levels of investment that has been put into achieving net zero within the aviation sector well as a very rough rule of thumb you're talking about well over 250 million pounds maybe even much higher than that just to build one of these SAF production facilities in the UK. Um, to put that into perspective, uh, the UK government um, offered, I think it was 50 million pounds uh, a couple of weeks ago to about nine uh, projects. So 50 million pounds, as I say, isn't going to go a long way, but much of this investment is going to have to come from the outside. Uh, and this flight today, I think will sort of highlight the importance that the government is putting on this. Okay, Christopher Sergeant, editor of Green Air News. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Let's turn our attention to COP28. It has, of course, kicked off. That climate summit is being seen as a chance to uh, take stock on the level of action that has been taken so far and also perhaps reset and try and work out what's needed to move more quickly towards a global clean energy transition. Now, so far, the move to renewables has been seen as dangerously, of course. However, experts do say that we can get back on track by taking urgent action now. Well, the Energy Trans Transition Commission says that investments in clean energy must quadruple within the next two decades. Around $3.5 trillion a year of capital investment will be needed on average between now and 2050, that key date, in order to build a net zero global economy. 
Um, let us cross now and uh, speak uh, to Lord Adair Turner. Thank you for joining us here um, on BBC News. Uh, first off, just how far off course are we in um, trying to hit that target of 2050? Well, it's a mix across different sectors of the economy. Uh, if you actually looked at the rollout of solar photovoltaic electricity across the world, it is going quite as fast uh, as we thought was possible and was needed, uh, in particular driven uh, by China, uh, but also in many other places as well as the costs come down. That is also true of electric vehicles. Passenger electric vehicles, again, are being, they're spreading across the world at a faster pace than we anticipated five years ago. Switch however to the pace at which we are moving from residential heat based on gas particularly in the UK uh, to uh, using heat pumps and we're going too slowly overall uh, you can measure it in the emissions we're not yet cutting emissions at the pace needed emissions of co2 from the energy system have continued at about 35 gigatons per annum for the last three years and we've got to get those to zero by 2050 so there's a lot to do but there are some technologies which are moving as fast as we anticipated others well behind um, Lord Adair, where, where does the problem lie then? Were we unrealistic by setting this target of 2050? Is it not being taken seriously enough? Is the money not there? Where is the issue? Where does the issue lie? I don't think we were wrong to set this target. It is absolutely uh, doable. And the work of the Energy Transition Commission and others has illustrated clearly that this is technically doable. The issue is just the forcefulness of the policies required. Uh, let's take, for instance, the a very optimistic a report you just had of the first 100% uh, sustainable aviation fuel a flight across the Atlantic. We've known for several years that this is technologically possible. There's no difficulty in making a sustainable aviation fuel. But we will not drive that to end up as 100% unless we have either carbon taxes applied to the aviation sector or we have what's called mandates, uh, requirements that by a certain date, a given percentage, let's say 10% by 2030, 20% uh, by 2035, and then up to 100% by 2050, has to be sustainable. What we need is politicians to be bold enough to make some of those big decisions and if they make them then the private sector will come behind and will do the investments which are required to meet this decarbonisation possibility because let's be clear this is technically possible we don't need to imagine that the scientists are going to come up with new things we already know the technologies that can get us to net zero. Lord Azair Turner, Chair of the Energy Transitions uh, Commission, thank you very much indeed. And I should have added an, an international think tank there, focused on economic growth and also climate change mitigation.